Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session is going to be hard, okay? It's an interval workout and it's just going to be hard work to get through to the end, but you know you're going to make it to the end. It's not a maximum workout where sometimes you just feel, I can't do this. This is just on that hard, okay? So on my intensity pyramid, then it just sits right in the middle. It's hard, okay? Now, if you are doing this as week five, session two of the 5K plan, then you are in taper week. And I do not want you to push this past the pace I'm about to give you, all right? Because you need to keep all of your energy for the end of this week when it's time for your time trial. If, however, you're doing this as a standalone workout and you do want to turn it into a maximum workout, then go slightly faster than the pace guide I am about to give, right? So what we're going to do is seven minutes, five minutes, three minutes, one minute, all with two minutes rest in between. But as the time goes down, your speed and stroke rate goes up. So you're gonna start off at 24 strokes a minute and at 2K plus 12, then 26 strokes a minute and at 2K pace plus nine seconds, then 28 strokes a minute and 2K plus five, and finally 30 strokes a minute at 2K plus two. And if you wanna go faster on that last one minute, you can regardless, okay? Now this workout can be found on the ErgZone app under the row along track. Just look for RA30 where the warm up, the session and the cool down are all there to pre-program your PM5 monitor. Right, so let's get into our four minute warm up before we start today's session. Now as always, we always start off by setting up our machine and we go to drag factor first. On a concept two, that's a lever on the side and that controls how heavy the machine feels. Depending on what machine you use, just make sure to set it at a point where it feels like you're connecting, but you're not rowing a massive cruise ship down a stream. All right, if you don't know about drag factor, then please check out the video I have on the YouTube channel. Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and don't have to look down. And finally, set your foot straps so they cover the bottom lace in your shoe, or at the very least, they'll let you get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically. Right. Bit of a lot of stuff to pack into the intro today because of, yeah, just because of. So, four minute warm up. We're going to do this starting off at 18 strokes a minute for the first two minutes, and then we'll do some drill work for the next two minutes, okay? So, in three, two, one, let's go. Right, so we're starting this off at just a nice, gentle pace where you're just connecting your legs as though you were doing a body weight squat. So you're not putting in a huge amount of a push, you're just making sure to put in a push with your legs and then you're trying to work on the timing of when you do that push versus when the handle connects with the flywheel or the water wheel or the rubber band or whatever you're using on your machine. And once you've got that timing right, which is, <laughs> I should explain, both happening at the same time. So you push with the legs and at the same time your hands connect with the machine, okay? Sending that power from your legs into the machine. And once you've got that timing right, 
going to start to increase the pace for this warm-up to around about 2k plus 20 seconds now if you don't know what I mean by 2k plus it means that you row a 2000 meter time trial and then divide the result by four and that gives you your average time to cover 500 meters for a 2k time trial and then you set your monitor to show the slash 500 meter time and then you row in this case 20 seconds slower pace than your 2k pace all right two more strokes and then we're going to put one foot on the floor Let's put one foot on the floor continue rowing i realized that 2k pace thing was quite fast there's a full description in the description of this video and on the website and on a separate video but anyway so continue rowing with one leg on the floor pretty much the same technique as before just have to think about your balance because you've only got one leg in swap legs continue rowing And what you'll find is your compression into the front of the machine should be easier. You should be able to get that little bit more compressed. Because only one leg is in. Okay, two more strokes here. One more. Now let's put both feet in, legs straight, and just roll with your back and your arms. So swing over your hips then pull in your arms, then push out your arms and swing back over your hips. Which is a really important part of the rowing stroke. That idea of having straight arms already and then swinging over your hips, then pulling in your arms. Okay, now slide to the front machine, straight arms, and just push out with your legs, keeping those arms straight and trying to hold a nice forward lean into the front of the machine. Okay, so you're not, you don't have to push too hard with your legs because right now all you're doing is kind of getting used to driving out with straight arms and that forward lean. It's all about just timing and technique at this stage. Ooh, last stroke. Right, the warm-up is finished. Keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain one more time as quick as possible what we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. So what we're doing today is seven minutes, five minutes, three minutes, one minute with two minutes rest in between. Now, as far as programming your monitor is concerned, if you haven't used the ErgZone app to program in this entire session, then you can just go ahead and enter in the intervals with the two minutes rest manually into the monitor. Or if you want to get rid of any chance of there being a start delay between the two of us, uh, that kind of does happen with the Concept 2's monitor, then you can just set it to a 22 minutes and five second row, and then just basically just 
countdown, stop and start when I start. The only thing you're really going to lose there is the kind of the interval metrics as you go into the logbook afterwards, but it's the safest way to do it in order to make sure that we both row in sync as we come in and out of the intervals. Lots of hand movements. Pace-wise, so you're going to start off at 24 strokes a minute, 2K plus 12, then 26 and 2K plus 9, then 28 and 2K plus 5, and finally 30 strokes a minute and 2K plus 2 pace. Now, like I said in the main intro, if you're doing this as week 5, session 2, please just stick to those pace guides. I don't want this to become a top-tier maximum workout for you, okay? However, if you're doing it as a standalone and you really want to have a max workout today, then just add one or two seconds to those pace guides and that's what you're going to get. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this, right? Less waffling from me. So we're going to start off 24 strokes a minute and 2K plus 12 pace, all right? Watch me for stroke rate and then hopefully we'll just both get into the same rhythm together. Here we go then in three, two, one, let's go. <sighs> right. So again, if you're on the podcast, just listen to me rather than watch me because you can't. But if you're on the YouTube channel, then just watch me. And when I take a stroke, you take a stroke. This is why I film these side on and I don't have any cuts in the videos at all. It's so that you can just watch and stay in sync with me. Not there's anything wrong with putting in video cuts, but I kind of want you to just zone out when watching me on screen, if that's what you're doing, and just get used to the rhythm of going back and forwards. Right, so we're a minute in, and I'm overcooking it a little bit. I'm at 2k plus 10 right now. Calm down, John. And I want you to start just thinking about what your body's doing when you're rowing. First and foremost, are you pushing off with your legs? And as you do so, are you holding that forward lean with straight arms that I was so careful to talk about in the warm-up. Okay, so you want to push off with your legs, a forward lean tilting over your hips, not just bending in with your lower back. and nice straight arms. Now it's not just kind of, what was the word? Rhetoric? No, that's the word. This isn't just a technique that people have used for so long and therefore we all just blindly follow it. The reason for that forward lean and arm straight is about getting the power from your legs 
into the machine, okay? And after all, at least 50% of your power should be coming from that powerful push of your legs when you're at the front of the machine. And if you then add in your backswing followed by a powerful arm pull, then that's another 30% and then 20% with the arm pull giving you your possible 100%. But if you push with your legs with bent arms, like you're pulling on the handle too soon, instead of straight arms, then you're soaking up some of that power from your legs with your rippling biceps. And you're also robbing yourself of that pulling distance at the back of the machine. So that's why you keep your arms straight, power transfer, and then power addition at the back. And then that forward lean of your back as you push with the legs, not only helps that power to surge up through your body and into the machine, it protects you from kind of a upper or lower back injury by just letting all that power flow through. Whereas if you were leaning back from the start, suddenly all that power is going through your upper or lower back which could cause injury. But again, if you swing back too soon, even before your leg drive, ooh, then that 30% power you have on offer as your back swings from the forward lean to the backward lean, you think about it, it's a lot of mass to be shifting and swinging back. So if you have straight arms and add that in to the stroke, it's a good amount of power. And that's why you have straight arms and a forward lean as you push with the legs. Two more strokes. One more. <laughs>
good job. Well done. So there you go. That shouldn't have been too horrendous a start. I mean, my heart rate's up. I'm up at about 70% of my max heart rate, but quite happily talking to you the whole way through. I'm not busted here at all. As we go through, because we're going faster, the intensity feel of how hard you're rowing is going to feel a little bit higher. But because the time span gets progressively shorter, it should even itself out that you should kind of end round about the same way. I mean, if you start this off, say that was a 7 out of 10, then maybe by the time we get to the one minute to finish, we'll probably be up about 8 out of 10. And then that last one minute, depending on what you're like at going fast, then that might go up to the 9 out of 10. It might still stay at 8 out of 10. Who knows, everybody's body's different, but the point being that this shouldn't really ever get to 10 out of 10. And even if it does, it'll be for like the last closing stages of each interval, not for like, like in the five minutes coming up, you're not gonna get into that 10 out of 10 after one minute, as long as you're rolling at the right pace. So remember this next one is 26 strokes a minute and 2K plus nine pace, okay? So really just three seconds faster and you were just rowing. So stroke rate will take care of most of that. You might have to put in a little bit more push to get there. 12 seconds to go then until the next interval. Get your handle up, give your bottom a wiggle to make sure you're comfortable. We're going in five, four, three, two, one, go. Let's get that rhythm right. Try and get up to 26 as quick as you can. Like I say, if you just follow me, I might hover between 25 and 26 for the first few strokes, but pretty soon I'll get the rhythm to hold 26. And like I just said, just by having to put in a little bit more of a faster leg drive, to increase your stroke rate. You should have found that your pace is increased by around about three seconds anyway. So it shouldn't really feel like you're kind of really over uh, intensifying. No, shouldn't feel like you're that much more effort than before. But remember, stroke rate isn't just about the drive phase, it's also about the recovery phase. Especially the higher you go. Once we get to 28 and 30, it becomes really important to get the sequencing of your recovery correct. And what that means is, so you pull the handle in, but then instantly 
send it straight back out again in the same rhythm so the same pace you brought it in at you send it straight back out at and you pivot back over your hips as the handle comes forwards so that as the handle passes your knees you should be in that forward lean again and then because of the momentum carrying you forwards once those hands are past your knees all you have to do is bend your knees and you'll go sliding effortlessly says the man effortlessly towards the front of the machine ready for the next stroke and that slide is also really important like I said right before the warm-up you want to slide far enough for your shins to be pointing vertically you don't want to go too far past that because you risk power leaks or sometimes injury but you definitely want to get to that vertical position if you're stopping up short then have a look at your flexibility first off is it something you need to work on to allow you to bend forwards or slide forward sorry enough bending your ankles or are your foot plates just too high or it could be you're sitting too far back on the seat with a bad posture it's another reason anyway all right 10 seconds to go three two last stroke one well done so again much the same heart rate for me much the same outcome in terms of how laboured my breathing is I feel that was still a 7 out of 10 drink it's really important that you stay hydrated through sessions like this because the moment your body gets even a sniff of dehydration that's when it starts to tighten up and you might kind of lose some performance level now anything up to I mean interval workouts are different but 
Anything up to around about a half marathon in terms of straight rowing, I don't drink anything while I'm rowing. Like I say, in an interval workout like this, you get a chance to stop, have a drink, then you take it. But if I was to do an hour-long row, I just strap in and row for 60 minutes. I don't stop every 15 minutes and have a drink. And the reason for that is because I hydrate properly beforehand. Not so properly that I need to get off and run to the toilet halfway. That's, that's even worse. But you should be able to hydrate enough beforehand properly that you don't have to stop mid-row. That said, if you're rowing and you suddenly go, I'm starting to feel dehydrated, and it means that you're only halfway through and stopping and having a drink will get you to the end, then unless you're in a race, then just stop and have a drink. There you go, I've completely gone back on myself there, but get what I'm saying, don't you? Hydration is important, try and hydrate beforehand for long rows. Right, eight seconds to go. We're gonna go up to 28 strokes a minute, 2K plus five next in four, three, two, one, go. Now this is a four second jump from the last interval. So you may find that you have to give a proportionally stronger push with the legs. Gotta say, if I was to give my leg effort a score, I wouldn't say I was pushing any harder in order to go four seconds faster that mostly stroke rate is taking care of the pace. This is only a three minute interval, so, and we're almost finished the first minute. So it should be more than manageable for you. Again, I like to toot my horn at this point and say that if I can hold the same proportional pace as you, and I'm talking to you, then you can certainly hold this pace and rate less than halfway to go. Remember, this is just meant to be a hard row where you feel yourself needing to put in more effort Heart rate's up, breathing harder than normal, but you shouldn't feel that this one is running away from you. It's just teaching you to push, unlike the bottom tier fitness boosting rows that you can kind of row in your sleep. Okay, 15 seconds to go. Here we go. Four, three, 
two, one. Good job. Well done. That was over really quickly. So the next one is, uh, sorry, my microphone cable just fell out. It's been a while since I've complained about microphone cables. Anyway, final one is one minute at 30 strokes a minute. It's definitely, that one was a little bit more cardio intensive. You can tell I'm breathing heavier. I've pretty much recovered by now in the last ones, but it's taken me about 20 seconds longer on that one. But the last one, 30 strokes a minute, 2K plus two pace if you're holding this on tape a week. But if you're doing this as a standalone and you're wanting to make this go out of this kind of hard and into the max, then what I want you to do is still row this at 30 strokes a minute, okay? But get everything you can out of your legs for those 30 strokes, okay? So see how fast you can go while capping your rate at 30 strokes a minute. It's an important, it's a good exercise from time to time to try and overload a stroke rate and cap it. it teaches you control, this will teach you power, and it also means you're not gonna be overspinning. If I just say go as fast as you want, chances are your techniques can fly all out the window because you'll just be flying up and down the rail trying to go as fast as you can, which is what I do during a 500 meter race, to be fair. But, um, 30 strokes a minute, or like I say, 2K plus two if you're on tape a week, because we're going in 10 seconds time. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Now I'm gonna try and go for power here. Try and see what I can do. It's on 2K minus five right now. Remember, your power generates from your legs. You'll have to brace against the handle with your arms. And then that tension will then lead how hard you push in or pull in the handle to your chest at the back of the stroke. Three, two, well, I saw 137 at the end there which is quite nice. That was what, 2K minus eight. I'll take that. Catch your breath, have a drink. We'll do the two minute cool down in about 30 seconds, okay? So just compose yourself. I never did shave or get a haircut after week five, session one, did I? Oh, okay, sell yourself in, strap back in, wiggle your backside, make sure you're comfortable because I'll start the cool down in five, 
four, three, two, one, go. Again, run about 18 strokes a minute. Now think about keeping that pace up to about 2K plus 20 for the first 45 seconds to a minute. Just because you've just been working hard and your heart rate might still be up. So kind of match the effort to it and then run about now start easing off the pace still connect with your legs get the timing right to connect with the legs and the hands at the same time but start easing off the pace closer to 2k plus 30 maybe or like a 4 out of 10 effort bearing in mind 1 out of 10 is sitting on the couch watching television eating a packet of Tunnock's tea cakes but then if you ate an entire box of Tunnock's tea cakes you should probably come back onto the machine and do some more rowing burn off those calories I exercise because I love food in fact today's a Friday and we all know what that means and we all know that Ken's wife know what that means doesn't it Ken's wife it's a Friday what does that mean then Ken's wife can't hear you Yep, means it's spaghetti night. Sorry, just <laughs> one of the YouTube comments. Ken, he's always saying that when I get to a row, his wife often hears me chatting away. And, she, and it's pretty much always a Friday when I'm having spaghetti. And she's like, does he ever eat anything other than spaghetti? I do, but not on a Friday. Friday night dinner for the past 20 years has been spaghetti bolognese. It's a ritual, a rite of rite of passage for my amazing wife and I ah oh, right so there we go I'm waffling about I can't waffle about my amazing wife because she's amazing but you get what I mean so no matter how you played that whether that was a standalone session or whether that was week five session two or the taper week for the 2k I do hope you enjoyed that I mean pushing that 7531 as a standalone is fantastic because you really get a chance and it's all within bite-sized chunks and because you're going faster each time, you're like, oh, this is great. Uh, but it also works really well as a taper because you're, you're getting to put in that little bit extra push from your legs, but on shorter time periods, which means that you're not draining your energy tank ready for session five of this week, which is then the, the time trial where you're going to try and put all this together into what you're doing. Okay, so in terms of the taper week, it's all about energy con conservation while also keeping you powering along at the top power. So we don't want your power to drop in while we go through taper week okay that's the really important part you don't just stop and then suddenly your fitness dissipates and your power dissipates you do sessions like this to keep everything topped up but also to let the fuel tank stay as close to brimming at the top as possible okay so that's the importance of that stuff now i'm waffling but yeah 
So anyway, that's it. We're done. Session two. I'll maybe try and remember to show you what I'm done today. I just ran out of time last time. I did look kind of dishevelled and, and whatever, but hey. Um, yeah, so I do hope you enjoyed that. Uh, hashtag for today, what did we talk about? Which we do, so we do, and I don't want to, yeah, well, taper. Well, then I feel bad for all the standalone people who, if you did this, tell you what, if you did this as part of taper week, use hashtag taper. If you did it as a standalone workout, then do hashtag push it to the max. Okay, if you can work it out with it. Push it to the max. Big long one. Um, uh, just so can, you can let me know how you did it because, uh, yeah, and it also proves that you made it this far through my rambles. Um, yeah, so the next one is going to be back down to uh, bottom tier uh, fitness boosting for the week five taper people, which means I also get a chance to continue the story of me, the story of why I'm the guy sitting here trying to get you how to roll faster. What happened to me over the past, what, where are we, seven years since I started properly uh, indoor rowing and competing and stuff? It's, listen, it's a way to pass the time, okay? If nothing else, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> anyway, right, okay, I'm rambling. All, please stay safe uh, and be well and stuff. I really hope you've enjoyed this. Leave me a comment. Remember, use the hashtags taper or hashtag push it to the max if you're going to comment just so I know where you got to. And I will see you in the next one. Um, I've already said stay safe, be well, so I might as well just say bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. <laughs>